Genesis, the third chapter. Ought to be easy to find in your Bible. Hallelujah. Genesis 3. God bless you for all your kindness, your help. God's going to bless you for it. He will. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We've got an opportunity again tonight. Every time we come to the house of God, it's an opportunity to let God help us grow, to get what we need from God, and to be a help and a blessing. Amen. You've got an opportunity to, to be a blessing. And uh, we appreciate everybody that is here. Miss everybody who's not here. A lot of folks we're praying for. The Lord would just touch them and draw them to himself. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you again for your faithfulness. Oh, you're so faithful. Lord, you're so good. We love you tonight, God. We, we appreciate, God, your goodness. Lord, in every area of our lives, God. And Lord, we thank you for your word, God. It is truly a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path in a dark, evil day, God. Help us, Lord, today, God, to just have ears to hear, to have eyes to see, hearts, Lord God, ready to receive and obey your truth. We give you all the glory, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 3, verse 1. After God just gets done doing everything so good, says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said? Got to question what God said. Plant a question in God's child. Hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? The woman said unto the serpent, We may Eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For the Lord, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. What? I mean, God's always been so good to me. Why is he holding out on me now? The devil would like you to believe that. Ye shall be gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes, the tree was to be desired to make one wise temptation. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. I'm going to go ahead and let you be seated. God bless you. We uh, look at... This generation that we're living in, and as I said to you this morning, it causes us to wonder, doesn't it? And I would have to be uh, a little more specific with that tonight, because I think it is so important to try to have an understanding, to wonder, how, how did we get here? How did we get here? We're at a place where so many are seeing the the day that we're living in. So many are seeing the confusion and and the ridiculous just just abandoning of all foundations that God has given us. Boundaries and structure that God has placed in our lives for good. 
everything and anything that is holy and, and righteous that man is rebelled against and said, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's bondage. No, no, that's liberty. Amen. But how did, how did we get here? Praise God. Uh, I'm not going to answer all the questions. I'm not going to go into too deep of a, uh, of a study on this. But I want to tell you something that I see in this text here where sin first began. Where the enemy comes and tries to inject doubt toward God. Tries to make mankind who has been nothing but blessed. Nothing but good has come from their relationship with God. And the devil says, he's, he's holding out on you. He's holding you back from something that you ought to have. And they start thinking, oh, maybe, maybe I was wrong. The Bible says something, this one word that we see in this first verse of chapter 3 in Genesis, that the enemy comes with subtlety. Subtlety. A lot can be asked, a lot of discussion can be had about just how this all transpired. But to recognize that the enemy does not attack us in some kind of cloud of sulfuric brimstone and laugh, a maniacal laugh with his pitchfork as he jabs you. But he tries to appeal to your pride. To try to pull you away from fully being submitted and trusting in a loving God that has never one time thought anything but good for you. He comes subtly. He comes with uh, just, just, uh, just crafty. I look at the culture today and I see just how far... This nation has just come away from once that just seemed to be godliness and righteousness. I don't know why this is on my mind. There's so many different things that we could use as examples. But I remember growing up and uh, uh, we uh, grew up around a lot of uh, a lot of uh, television and entertainment like that and things. That, and I remember hearing a, a comedian talk about mock Christians and preachers and there was a preacher that he had heard that was that he was making a joke about and he said you know that uh, heard this man preach that that uh, that rock music is inspired of of hell and he started to make a joke and he came up he said I, I can just think BL's above the Prince of Darkness down there writing out lyrics. And he came up with one of the most, probably what people would think was the most beautiful, loving, caring song in pop music at that time. We are the world. Talking about all coming together and all just laying down our differences so we can feed the hungry. And he said, I can just see. And he laughed and made a big joke to this great auditorium. Yeah, sure, preacher. I guess old Beelzebub is right and we are the world. And I thought, you know, there's a line in that song that says, let's do this like God has shown us by turning stones to bread. Right? Just like, just like God did in the Bible. He took stones and turned them to bread, didn't he? Well, wait a minute. 
Where is that? Is he just making something up? No. It's much more evil than that. The devil came to Jesus and said, here's these stones, turn them to bread. And he denied him and said, it is written, man shall live by, not but live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. See, it's funny to the world to point to something like that and say, oh, that's, that's from hell. But the subtlety of the enemy. Amen. That has brought us to a place where the things that, I hear now about the music industry and the the perversion that is and the blasphemy that has just where does it come from? Amen. Praise the Lord. How did it start when the preachers and even the world was saying that uh, that young man up there shaking his hips on on Ed Sullivan? That's too suggestive. Just keep the camera above his waist because we don't want to incite that kind of that kind of lust in our audiences back before there was even color television. Amen. And now we have the the (laughs) to, to, to call it suggestive anymore is a joke. The, the lust and the, the, the immorality that is just in the, in the faces of... I was sharing with somebody the other day that, that with technology, it's the, the understanding that young children are exposed to hardcore perversion and pornography to the point of desensitizing themselves. The, the 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 violence and the the gore that they are reenacting over and over and over again in their games that is affecting their their minds and their souls. How sad! We we live in a day where where those those same social media platforms that children spend time and so much time looking at that are celebrating. Look at this hero. What did they do? Did they invent something that's going to bless society? Did they No, they came out to their parents. Oh, they're so great. They're so brave. What a hero. They 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 told everybody they're they're, they're not a boy, they're not a girl, they're not sure. They might even be a a puppy dog for all we know. It sounds ridiculous. But we're living in that day. Where did it start? How many times we have been ridiculed and mocked by people calling themselves Christians saying God created male and female in the Bible. Be excited about that. Be happy about what God made you. Amen. Live like that. Hallelujah. Dress like that. Amen. Men, be a man and train your boys how to be men. Ladies, be ladies. Amen. I was reading the book of Revelation. It was talking about about these whether they're spiritual uh, beings that come up, and well, I tend to believe that. Or somebody's saying they think these monsters are just going to be revealed out of a pit some someday. But otherwise, it talks about their 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 bodies being like locusts, and talking about a sting that's in their tails, and 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 their their face like men, and their teeth like lions, and their hair like women. What do you mean hair like women? 
what's what is a what does that mean? Used to be something ever. Now you can't even say what is a woman. Let alone what is a hair like a woman. What is feminine? God's given us a whole. Well, I say a half of a of a, of a chapter in His Word of God in First Corinthians eleven about just the distinction of sexes with a with a man and his hair and a woman with her hair. Oh, we don't need that today. But look at where we are today. The idea of that distinction that everybody is saying, what is going on? People have gone crazy. God's got it. God's got it. God's laid it out. This idea where, where, where that lust is. I, I, I witnessed to somebody in this, in this area, in this vicinity one time, and God opened a door that... We got to know some some neighbors, not super close, but close enough, and and uh, went in and talked to them. And it was a it was an elderly couple, somewhat elderly, raising their granddaughter who has been had been abused. How sad it is that that's not so uncommon. Thank God that God can can bind up the brokenhearted and heal and bring 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 healing to those that have been. Hurt and damaged on such a such a basic level, yeah. and uh, and uh, they came to church a few times. Well, to with uh, with their granddaughter, and uh, came once or twice, and then and then we didn't see him for a little bit. And I went and knocked on their door and said, "Hey, miss you. Can I talk to you for a little? What's going on?" And, and this discussion, they said, "Well, you know, I." We come in, and that man said, "You know, we we come to church." And he said, "The way those sisters dress, you can't see anything." I said, "What are you coming to church to do? Right. I want to say, you old pervert." Yeah. Those are my sisters. Yeah. What is wrong with you? And they they went on to say, "We, grandma and granddad, we generally like to." Dress our granddaughter. Now we're talking well before preteen, maybe eight or nine at the most, in ways that I think some people consider provocative. What kind of, what, what, come on, is somebody, is, is this a prank? Come on. The Bible talks about unnatural affection. This is probably 15 or more years ago. The, the the amount of perversion and and abuse that's going on and now uh, we are we all know that this the kind of ideas of child trafficking child pornography is beyond rampant how foul how disgusting how demonic but yet. Uh, you know, we still watch their shows and rent their movies, and wow, bunch. I'm telling you what, we we don't we don't need to support an industry full of perverts. Amen. I've, I've my one of my children that is not in church, but began to have a conversation with with a friend and saying, you know, I was raised. They started seeing some of this stuff and realizing, hey. You know, when you kind of start to look at their lives and and listen to some lyrics, it kind of sounds like a pedophile. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And they said that to my son. And he said, yeah, that's that's why our parents told us we don't need that. Don't need to be entertained by these. Amen. They have an agenda. Hollywood has an agenda. They're trying so hard to to and, and, and they're winning the culture. Used to be if there was anything, any any kind of idea that somebody just didn't know whether they're a boy or a girl or whether they liked boys or girls, that wouldn't fly too much. Now they'll shut down school and and, and picket, say, Hey, there's that's we, we think they're awesome and don't let them dress and live the way they, they want to live. But the Bible talks about modesty. It does. Modesty. So many times, uh, so-called Christians attacking. How, how dare you lay a bunch of rules and write? No, no, no. Reasonable service. <laughs> to, to look at a world and see the lust incited and the abuse that's going on. Hey, let's, uh, let's, let's glorify God. But it comes in subtly. It comes in little by little. Cutting off inch by inch. Off here a little, there a little. <laughs> Amen. Bible says in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, be sober. Amen. Be serious about it. Be vigilant. Be watchful. 1 Peter 5, 8. There's some things that just aren't joking matters. Amen. But I know on the day of Pentecost, they came by and mocked. And I know folks that are going to say, hey, if we're going to stand and talk about how this world needs to be, it just needs to, you know, get their head checked out. We need to look at ourselves and say, Lord, I don't want to start on that slippery slope. The devil comes into the church. Brothers talking about addiction tonight and some others have mentioned uh, experimentation with drugs and, and and how it could have could have gone i wonder you know in, in this day and age really how many are that we that come into church and just think no big deal about about their addiction right. amen used to be just a given you know christians not going to go drinking and smoking cigarettes cussing and using drugs <laughs> are you kidding me now it's just, uh, hey, I'm, I've got the Holy Ghost and all that too. Help us, Lord. God, help us. God breaks addiction. You don't need that anymore. Hey, man, I, just, hey, I, I don't see why I shouldn't have, be able to have a drink just to loosen up. You ought to be loose in the Holy Ghost. You ought to have a relationship with God that takes the edge off and helps you get rid of your stress. Amen. Praise God. You shouldn't need a, a drink or a, or a drag on your joint. Amen. If you've got Jesus, be sober. Be vigilant. Vigilant. Be aware. Be careful. Be watchful. We preached last Saturday, or last Sunday night, rather, I'm sorry, about continuing. Continuing in a perverse generation. Going on and, and living this in the light of just how dark our day is. And there are churches that we 
have, have heard them stand up and say, hey, we can't be that different because we'll never reach any anybody. We need to be relevant to them. They need to see that we, we just no, we were just like them. Amen. But God, we're born again. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. That's what the Bible calls salvation. Broken those chains. People go around thinking they're 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 the best Christian world because hey, I've got chains just like you got chains. But you know what? I love Jesus. Just go ahead and love Jesus, and we'll both just drag our chains around saying we love Jesus. God wants to break those chains. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, your enemy, the one that is against you, the devil, as a roaring lion. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. He's looking. He's seeking. Whom he may devour. Say, well, am I in danger? I guess that depends. I guess that depends. I, uh, I understand that predators will follow a flock of antelope or gazelle or whatever out there in the plains. And, and uh, in God's amazing plan, and I pause because it's difficult for me, because everybody that walks through that door to me is, is an opportunity to see somebody just be a child of God. But the predator follows the flock. And, yeah. and and if one would just kind of get off track a little bit, there's one we may devour. One that is weak or sickly and not as focused on, on, on staying together with the group, you know, that's the one they're going to pick off and they're going to take. And in a natural sense, it actually works for good in the flock. Because the flock reproduces its strongest as its weakest are devoured by the predator. Oh, I, I hate, I really do, in myself with the heart of, of someone who wants to see everybody saved. I, I hate the idea of purging. The idea of the enemy devouring someone. But listen to me, you're safe. You're secure. If you stay close to the Lord, if you're not playing games, but I'm telling you, I imagine if those uh, those antelope or whatever kind of animal in that herd could could talk to their young, they'd say, hey, I don't want you to be dinner for the predator. I want you to live alone. Stay close. Don't try to see how far away you can get. A little bit, it matters because you got to stay vigilant. Amen. It is a subtleties that makes you think, well, you know, I'll be all right. I'm smarter than that. You smarter than David? Man after God's own heart? Smarter than David that, that little by little just uh, stayed home from the battle? Amen. 
Help us, God, to to understand how the subtleties of the enemy. You know, I I I don't think we uh, as a as a pastor, as a, someone said tonight, a shepherd. You know, you you look at somebody and and you don't. You realize they're in a process and they're in a place, a stage in that process. I think we talked about it a little bit this morning. Praise God. You, you don't look at them and say, you know, uh, by this time somebody else was further along or by the, or this is where somebody else in the church is and they're not quite there yet. You don't compare them to everybody's got their walk and their and you're developing gifts and strengths and in situations so different than everybody else. It's It's unique in a sense. You cannot just just try to compare uh, yourself with someone else in that way. It's not wise. It's what the Bible says. Uh, but uh, but as a pastor, you look at the trajectory. Are they moving in the right direction? I don't look at somebody and say, you know what? I, I, I feel really good about them because compared to three or four other people, they're doing pretty good. But you compare them like you should be doing to yourself in prayer with what you were last year. Amen. The, the stand you took, the passion in your, in your life. Amen. It's, it's going to start there, really. Before you ever start laying things aside that are valuable to you, before you ever lay down your shield and your sword or lay down the truth or, or, or whatever it might be, your burden for souls, you're going to lose that passion. You're going to lose that zeal. Trajectory is a path, a progression, a line of development. And that's what we're looking at. Amen. As you grow... Do you keep getting closer to Jesus? Are you growing in that? Amen. I know we've got this idea. And, and in the light of people that compromise and start picking up false doctrine and, and, and you know, people say, well, whether I think it was said tonight. And, and thank you for that. You know, they're, they're, they're preaching the same. They're, they're living the same. Thank God. But I want my life and my dedication to God to be better than it's ever been. Amen. I, I want my my passion and my zeal to do something for God to be greater than it's ever been. I, I, I don't believe in being stagnant. But it's the subtle ways of the enemy that weakens and then destroys. Before you're ever destroyed, you're weakened. And that's the thing that people don't recognize. It's... It's kind of like what we talk about with budgeting. Sometimes, you know, you you got things coming in, you got overtime, you've you've got bonuses, and you say, "Wow, now, you know, what do we what do we need? We need bills. <laughs> you know, we got more money coming in, so we're gonna go farther in debt, and we're gonna be able to pay all that." And and you just think, well, maybe next week or next month or next year, when the when it comes around again, the 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 debt comes around, the bill comes in, are you still gonna be making that kind of money? So. Playing ahead. A lot of times people, when they make their compromise, say, well, I'm doing good. I'm strong and I'm not fighting any battles. Figure on fighting some battles. <laughs> Figure that when the enemy has you so working to, to where you're so tired, I, I don't really need to pray. I don't really need to, 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 to be in the Word of God. I don't really need to, to, to be faithful to the house of God. I, when I'm here, I don't really need to be present and here and, and, and put my heart into everything. Because you know what? Things are going good and, and I don't really have a problem. And then you're weakened. Right. Right. Subtly. Weakened. 
vulnerable. Amen. You need strength today. You need strength for the battle. What battle? The one that's coming. How long do you have to be living for God till you realize that there's battles that are going to come? Say, well, I got through a battle. Shoo, I'm glad that's over. No more battles for me. Whew, did you fight your battle yet? <laughs> Look what it says in 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. So much of what was testified about, again, just, it's beautiful how God's spirit works and some of you talking about how just what you've been praying or what you've been talking about before church or the prior day or so before and, and just coming into church and everything just fitting together, hand in glove. It's beautiful. Second Timothy 3.13, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. It's going to get worse. It, it has come to a place where People think that preacher that would believe this and preach this is so intolerant and so judgmental. But this is just what God says. It, it, evil men. Amen. The kind of things that are going on in the name of Christ these days, they're evil. And anybody who perpetrates this, these things that bring glory to them and fill their, uh, their pockets with filthy lucre, they're evil. People that will deceive people and tell them what they like to hear rather than what they need to hear. That's evil. It's what God said. He calls them seducers. Someone who would seduce is someone who is evil and wants to take advantage of someone who is naive. Amen. The Bible uses that terminology for the devil, seducing spirits, that the devil, like with Eve, seduced her, told her, oh, no, this is going to be so good. Yeah, I think it would be. And preachers that will preach seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. Wow. The Bible talks about a day where there would be seducing spirits and doctrines, teachings of devils. How, how, how dare you preach that, uh, what, the word of God is true and let every man be a liar? That there's folks preaching doctrines of devils? I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Deceiving and being deceived. But listen now, you continue. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. And has been assured of. Brother was talking about asking questions. Know what you believe. Know why you believe it. Let it be yours. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. I I thank God for uh, people that are hungry for for truth. It is important to be established in a home church. Today's day, more than ever, there's always been televangelists. (laughs) There's always been those folks out there. You know, that, uh, but now more than ever, you can find anything and everything being preached online. And, uh, I want to be careful because I, I want people to be hungry and I'm, I'm, I'm not just, but you, you understand something when it all said and done, Paul said, continue in the things which you've learned and been assured of. And you know who you learned it from. 
I know what they stand for. I know what they believe. I know I know their heart. That's important. If you don't invest yourself into a local assembly where you can share the vision and share the heart of someone who's helping you and ministering to you. You're ripe for deception. Because a lot of things that and it breaks my it breaks the heart of any real shepherd. It breaks the heart of any real Minister, servant of God, when you see people being taken advantage of, you see people being used to bring glory to someone's little kingdom, someone's reputation, to get into the house of God and begin to learn. You've never been in in church long enough where you can't just say, hey, you know, what is this about? How do we respond to this Maybe on my job or in something I read in the world. What's, what's God really trying to say? Hey, I don't care how many times you've been through it. There's still going to be something jumps out and you say, wait a minute. I don't think I ever saw that. Wow. What is that? That feel like maybe there's something there for me. You might come to church and, and see some of God's people who are just pillars in the house of God. People who the Bible says to, to mark them that are examples. Be able to realize, hey, you know, they're, they, they, they're doing it this way. They're, they're living this way. They're walking this way. I wonder why. Maybe they prayed or been taught or learned or, and grown and, and are blessed for a reason. Right. You know, we got folks come. Oh, you know what? Everybody's pretty good. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to do things my way. You know, just always that, you know, that lone wolf. Well, we're not wolves. We're sheep. Yeah. And lone sheep. Become lamb chops. Yeah. They become wolf food. We need one another. Not trying to reinvent the wheel, trying to learn, trying to be disciples. That's that's what we need. We need folks that have a heart of a disciple. People that is, I, I, I want to be a sponge. I want to, I want to soak it up. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to be better. Don't, don't spare. Just help me grow in God. Amen. I told you before, just the only... The only problem we have with questions is when people, like in the Word of God, they, they want to fuss, they want to fight, they want to debate. I'm not good with that. I really am not. Most people that have ever gotten mad at me over the years, they found out I'm not good with that. You know, my own children, I think, you know, now they're grown now, but, uh, you know, to, to come to mom or dad and, and I've got a question, great, I've got a concern, awesome. But when they think they're going to scold mom or dad, it's not going to be good. I'm not good at that. And you know what my problem is? I don't have a problem with not being good with it. I don't. I really don't. People say, well, you've gotten so nasty. Yeah, you know what? I think there's just a time where you stand up and say, you know, what you're saying is, is not fair. And it's not, you, I'm not going to let you talk to me like that anymore. And if you think that's ungodly, yeah, you're probably just trying to justify rebellion. Oh, preacher ought to just lay down and take it all the time. Yeah, I don't see that. Don't see that in the Word of God. I really don't. Patient? Absolutely. Just explain it another dozen times, another dozen ways, but debate and fight about it? It's not going to go good. Amen. Not going not gonna to back down and act like, yeah, I don't know. I guess the Bible's always been wrong, and you know. Hello? Help us, Jesus. Acts 20, verse 18. 
Acts 20, verse 18. You know, the great thing about that is, I don't believe it's okay for your kids to talk to you with a bad attitude. And I'll stand up for you and your authority there. Amen. I, I believe in it and I'll stand behind it no matter where it is. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in judgment against God's people. And God's people were so backslid. He looked at them. You know how he described them being so out of his will? He said, you got children being your leaders. They're leading you. You're not leading them. They're telling you how it's going to be. You're not telling them how it's going to be. And he said, you're so messed up. Amen. Acts 20, verse 18. I love this chapter because Paul is talking to elders that are there in that region. And he is... uh, He's getting one last time to talk to them. Acts 20, verse 18. And when they were come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came into Asia what manner I have been with you at all seasons. There he is again saying, You know me. You've seen me at my best. You've seen me at my worst. You know whether I'm real, whether I'm faithful or not. Amen. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind. God help us to keep exalting him. Boldness, authority are biblical principles for ministry, but not arrogance and pride, not self-exaltation. When I stand up here and I, and I speak with confidence and authority, that's what they said. They said, man, he speaks the word with authority, like he knows what he's talking about. You ought to. But, you know, it just seems like, like immediately just... Just don't get, it doesn't take much time at all. Say, well, there's a difference between standing up and proclaiming the word with authority and somebody who just really thinks they're their own hero. (laughs) Help us, Lord. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind, with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying of weight in weight of the Jews. Listen now, how I kept nothing back that was profitable unto you. Talking about subtlety of the enemy trying to deceive recognize sometimes like a good parent, God is trying to give you what you need rather than what you want. And Paul, through the inspiration of God and his prayerfulness and his faithfulness, his love for the people of God, his love for the flock of God, he says, I wouldn't keep back anything that's profitable for you. Isn't that what God could have said to Adam and Eve? Listen, the devil's lying to you. I didn't, I'm not keeping back anything profitable for you. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. He said, take heed. Be careful. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Hey, you remember that church. God shed his blood, his own blood. He gave himself for the church. Your brother, your sister, that's the value that they have. That's your value. That's God's church's value. For I know this. Listen to Paul. Why is he saying these things? I know that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own self shall men arise speaking perverse things. To draw away disciples after them. Keep loving Jesus. 
Keep loving Jesus. Keep keep a humble attitude that says, Look, I'm not gonna take chances. I'm not gonna gonna try any 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 to, to allow the enemy to make any subtle moves against my faith, against my my passion, my zeal, my dedication. I want to I want to recognize, hey, wait a minute. God, let me stop a minute and think. What have my prayers been like lately? Well, I've been tired. Understand that. I'm not beating you up. But be careful. The devil weakens you so that he can destroy you. Well, I, you know, I, I, I try to, to understand the Word of God. Take some time in the Word of God. Take some time and. If you only take a few verses, just work your way through the word of God. I know some of you have a hard time doing that. Get over it. Start reading the word of God. Learn it. There's a lot there. You say, well, I I, I don't get ask questions. Mm -hmm. Recognize as you pray and as you pray and ask God for direction and wisdom, sometimes it will just come in time. Sometimes it will come in in the next service sometimes. God will use it. But, But fall in love with the word of God. Fall in love with the word of God and look at your life. How many times have you started, started working through, but got discouraged? He'll weaken you. He's subtle. Yeah, well, I pick and choose through it and I try to find this and I, I I read this or listen to that. Supplements are okay, but it does not take the place of real manna. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I need take some time and look at. How close to the flock you really are. How close you walk. How, how, how we are a, a team. Amen. We are a body. Amen. You know, one part of the body starts doing its own thing and has its mind of its own. Another part of the body has a mind of its own and, and starts doing its own thing, not really concerned about how everything's going. That's called a seizure. <laughs> and nothing good's going to come out of that. God's going to coordinate your gifts. Amen. He's going to help you work together to bring glory to God. Amen. The enemy comes subtly. You don't have to be afraid of the enemy if you're if you stay vigilant, if you stay aware of what the enemy is trying to do. And you you guard yourself with with prayer, with the word of God, with with people, with that kind of accountability that welcomes. Hey, you see me going off track somehow. Please say something to me. Too many people over the years, sadly, they got what they wanted. They pushed people away from them, made them very uncomfortable. If you make me feel like I have a closed door, I won't come to you and tell you, hey, I think there's a problem. I'll preach to you, and your blood is off my hands. But it'd be so much easier because a lot of people that are like that, that I preach to them, they say, hey, that was really good. I hope that somebody got it. It was for you. <laughs> but if you, if I can say, hey, how are you doing, man? I had you on my heart feel comfortable with that. It's just so much easier for all of us. And we all need that. We all need that kind of accountability. We need to, the, uh, uh, the, the kind of relationship that says, hey, if, if you're, you know, are you okay? <laughs> you all right? Things going okay for you? Just checking. And be able to say, well, you know what? I'm, I really do need your prayers. I really am, am facing some things. It's what, don't be embarrassed or ashamed. We, we just... We just sheep that need one another. Amen. And God's going to 
going to help us make it all the way to the finish line. Let's bow our heads in prayer. God bless you for helping me tonight. Felt this so strongly. How's the world get so crazy? A subtle devil has slipped his lies into our culture. And little by little, year after year, that slippery slope, they have gone down till we have such confusion today. But understand this. Your faith, your dedication, your walk with God, the enemy, that subtle enemy, will approach you just like he did Eve. Try to put a question in your mind. Try to divide you from the flock. Try to pull you away from the safety of your walk with Him, of your help that God has placed you with people that will encourage you, pray for you, Sharpen you like iron sharpens iron. Oh, don't don't let yourself don't let yourself be vulnerable. The Bible says, neither give place to the devil. Don't give him an inch. Because his desires take your soul. Come on, let's find a place to pray. Lord, help our trajectory to keep moving forward.
God's going to give us everything we need to not only get through these end times. Oh, but to grow and to, to show this world we've got something better. So many people have seen and they've heard the lies. They've, they've seen the, the theatrics of what's called a modern church, but they need to experience the power power of God that's in His church. The reality of what Jesus said I'm going to build and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God's calling you. God's calling us for such a time as this to rise up and not waver. We can't play games. There's no time for that. We're coming up to the end and Oh, God's going to have a church. God's going to have a bride. Oh, hallelujah. That's everything He paid for it to be. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Father, thank You again for Your presence here tonight. Thank You for, Lord, Your help, Your anointing, God. Thank You for these hungry hearts, God. We we love You so much. Lord, I ask You to bless us. I ask You to guide us. Lead us, God. Lord, use us for your glory. Lord, keep us safe as we travel, Lord, I pray. And bless every every life, every home, Lord, for your glory. God, use us, we pray. We give you the praise and honor. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name we pray. Amen.